text today is taken from Matthew. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how will it become salty again? It's good for nothing except to be thrown away and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city on top of a hill can't be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a basket. Instead, they put it on top of a lampstand, and it shines on all who are in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before people so they can see the good things you do and praise your God who is in heaven. Here ends our reading. Good morning, everyone. So good to be with you. Um, yeah, uh, after that introduction, I'm not sure what you think of me. So a little nervous because my evangelical friends don't know what to do with me because I'm way too progressive for them. And the progressive people I hang out with don't know if they can trust me because of where I've come from. So it's a little nerve-wracking sometimes when you're with a new group of people. But I'll just say right up front, you might need to forgive me by what I don't mean by what I say. So whatever that means to you, if I say something, I never mean to be offensive with that. But um, I'm excited to be with you and to be able to share out of some of my uh, observations of the world we live in today. Uh, I pastored for about 30 years in multiple locations all around Southern California. And then I came to a point where I realized pastors and churches and spiritual leaders need some help and support. And I founded a ministry called Soul Leader Resources in the year 2000, 23 years ago. And that's what we do full time now. And it's a wonderful thing, but it's an incredibly difficult thing to come alongside churches and the, 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 the leaders in those places. And I do work all week long. I'm talking to pastors. I'm inter interacting with church staffs teams. I work with denominations. And for those of you that, if it gives me any points, I was saved in a Baptist church in 1976. So I started Baptist. So I learned Baptist, there's some things you just got to have. You got to have a baptismal. Um, the back row are the best seats um, in Baptist settings. I learned that. And you got to have a Bible. So this is why I have a stand in my Bible here, because it makes me feel secure, um, even when I don't feel secure. But that was my background. But yeah, I spent many, many years in evangelical context, mostly non-denominational. But we still today work with many evangelical churches. You say, Michael, how can you do that? Because I always hoped that someone who was beyond me would be a mentor in my life and help me see things different. And I'm thankful for those, those people that were and became mentors. And over many years, I say I've been deconstructing for the last 35 years, and it's not over yet, but people that loved me, prayed for me, and helped me see things differently because I don't know where I'd be today if it wasn't for them. And I want to be that for other leaders, even if, I don't dis even if I don't agree with those leaders, even if I disagree about many things with those leaders or with those churches. I want to be in that space, and I want to try to be a person of love and help them and encourage them. So this passage that we chose today to look at about being salt and light is good. Because I think, and the way I asked it, the question was for this sermon, is the gospel really good news? Is it? 
right? Is the gospel really good news? Because we know gospel means good news. So, so what do you do with that? And honestly, all week long, when I'm interacting with churches and I hear the kinds of things that often people in churches do to each other, sometimes that churches do to their pastors, sometimes that churches aren't a light in their community and the way they reject those that come in that need love and acceptance, my heart just breaks and the gospel does not look like good news at all. In my 30 years of pastoring, I, we could stay all afternoon, and I could tell you, I've been slapped in the face. I've been threatened to be sued. Um, I have been, like, uh, canceled. I have been blackballed. I have been gaslighted. I have been, oh, you go on and on. The way I've been treated by those who name the name of Christ is really a travesty. And sometimes my wife and I look at each other and we just say, how the heck are we still in this? How have we stayed, right? Because probably like you, there's some hope. There, there's a sense that this can be different if you live a different way. So is the gospel good news? Well, if you look at many churches today, I say a big giant no. It's not to people. But I want to hold out. And here's what I do when I'm working with churches today. I did this with a church staff team this week in Huntington Beach. I met with their team. Um, there's about t uh, 10 people on their team. And I tried to say to them, we're still experiencing the stresses of living in a post-pandemic world, right? We have come through so much loss and grief and trauma over the last three, four years. And before the political realm, right? The polarization because of politics, the stress that puts. And we're going into another political season, right? With, with the stress that's coming with all of that. And so all of that just weighs on us. But I want to say the way that the church can shine, and this is why I love this passage of Scripture, is to rise above it and be a loving presence today in the world all around you. But that doesn't happen automatically, right? You just don't become loving. When you're driving down the freeway and someone cuts you off, are you automatically loving? I'm not. When you're walking into a store and someone kind of lets the door slam in front of you and doesn't hold it open, are you automatically going to, oh, bless you. Thank you for letting the door slam in my face. We're not automatically loving. There are some ways to do that. And the passage that we're talking about today comes out of the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5, 6, and 7. And if you want to know more ways to live that way, I'd encourage you to go read the passages that come right after Matthew 5, the scripture that we're looking at here in Matthew 5, 6, and 7 about how to live our lives like Jesus would live our life if he were us. Because I think Jesus never leaves us dry. He always gives us resources to do the things he's asked us to do. But let's talk for a minute about this word gospel, okay, good news. Because is, is the gospel really good news? And this is fascinating to me, and, and maybe Monica says she's been preaching on the gospel, so maybe you've even hit on some of this. I don't know because I didn't go back and listen to all the sermons, but maybe it'll just be a good review for some of us, and maybe it'll be new. But gospel's a really fascinating word. It's this Greek word euangelion, okay? And the gospel is interesting because it started out of the Roman Empire, right? We look at Augustus Caesar, right, as one of the Caesars, one of the Roman emperors who came forward to make an announcement that the Roman Empire was going to rule the world and that they, literally, the emperors were the gods. That was what euangelion meant back in Roman times, 
Okay? So when we see good news, the word news doesn't really help us a lot because news changes all the time. It's a, a better way to say it. It's an announcement. It was a royal announcement, and that's what it meant back in Roman times. Well, then Jesus shows up and uses it in a very different way. That word is still used, okay? That's why we see good news and gospel used throughout Scripture. But now, Jesus is going to twist it just a little bit and comes at this concept of gospel or this announcement and says in Mark 1.15, one of my favorite verses of Scripture. Because I think so many times, Christians get it wrong. Pastors get it wrong. I ask pastors all the time, what's the gospel? And they tell me something like, it's about giving mental assent. They don't say it this way. But you better pray a prayer to accept Jesus into your heart so that you can go to heaven when you die. And that's what I was taught in my Baptist church. And I did that. And I was thankful that I did. But that is so, so small. That's so superficial. That's so truncated. That's so superficial. Because it doesn't and should never stop there with something like that. It's we are so thankful for what Jesus did, but are we thankful also for Jesus' life, right? The life that Jesus lived and the example that Jesus gave. But anyway, back to Mark 1.15. Jesus says this. He says, um, basically, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand or near. In other words, it's right here. And this is the part I love. Now, catch this, right? The kingdom of God is right here. And then he says, repent and believe the good news. There it is again, the good news, the euangelion, okay? So he just told you what it was. And when I ask people what it is, it's not about praying a little prayer so you can go to heaven when you die. It's understanding that the kingdom of God is available for every single person. And where is it? It's right here. And we miss that sometimes. And so, you know, this is the sad part is that there are churches now that have to call ourselves welcoming and affirming when the whole gospel was always meant to be welcoming and affirming. Here it is right here. It's at hand. It's available to anyone who chooses to live into it. And the good news is it's all around us every single day. So let's look a little bit, though, at these words back in the, in the Matthew passage because it's so, I think it's so fascinating to look at, right? What is salt? What is light? Where does this come from? Jesus had uh, an understanding of these things, and everybody that was listening to Jesus back in the time would have understood these concepts as well about what Jesus meant. It goes all the way back to the Hebrew scriptures and looks at Abraham and things were kind of falling apart way back at the beginning. And God says to Abraham in Genesis chapter 12, um, I'm going to bless you. But I'm not going to bless you just for you. And here's the part where we get really messed up with in, in America, right? Bumper stickers. God bless America. Why would you, you know, you receive a blessing? Because even if you go all the way to Genesis 12, the purpose of Abraham's blessing was to be a blessing, not to hold on to it, selfishly go, I got a blessing. I got it. You don't. Us and them. It's no. It's to be blessed, to be a blessing. So thank God for blessing. And many of us consider ourselves very blessed. I, I know I do. But don't just hold on to it selfishly. Figure out how are you going to go bless someone else with your life, with your hospitality, with your love, with your listening, with your goodness, right? So that goes all the way back to Genesis, okay, to be a blessing. And then how did God do that? Well, throughout the Hebrew scriptures, it happens through this concept 
And now we're getting a little deeper here, but through this concept of covenant, okay? But hold on here, because it's it's all going to come together in a minute. Through the concept of covenant, okay? And so let's talk about salt for a minute, okay? If we were to look at salt, it actually rings back. Jesus was ringing back all the way to Numbers chapter 18, verse 19, Okay? And it's a little verse that says this, all the holy offerings that the Israelites present to the Lord, I have given to you together with your sons and daughters as a perpetual due. It is a covenant of salt. Interesting. Okay, It's a covenant of salt forever before the Lord for you and your descendants as well. So what is a covenant of salt? In the ancient world, salt was really necessary. Right? Today, we can kind of take it or leave it, right? If you got high blood pressure, you leave it. You don't want salt. You don't want extra salt, okay? You just want to stay away from it. But we appreciate it sits on our table. We take it for granted. But in the ancient world, when there was decay and there was rot and there was no refrigeration, the only way to preserve something was with salt. So it was incredibly valuable. It was so valuable that the Romans would even pay their soldiers sometimes in salt. It's where we get the word salary. The Latin word for salt, S-A-L, is salt, and salary came from that. Or salad comes from that, which the Romans used to salt leafy greens. And so this concept of salt was extremely important. People knew what it was about. It was about preservation. It was about keeping things from rotting. Okay? You get a little concept of why we're asked or why Jesus says to be salt? I find that fascinating today, right? As things rot around us, how can we be a preserving agent to live our lives in a beautiful way? I love that concept. And then in Isaiah, there's a little passage of Scripture, again, Isaiah 42, verse 6, and it says this, I am the Lord, I have called you in righteousness, I have taken you by the hand and kept you, I have given you as a covenant, there's that word again, covenant, to the people, a light to the nations. A light to who? To the nations. Some translations say to the Gentiles. A light to those that aren't like you. You Remember, blessed to be a blessing? Don't hang on to it, Jews, in Genesis, right? Abraham, blessed to be a blessing. It's meant to be for the Gentiles. It's meant to be to all the nations. Don't hang on to it. So today, it would be like, okay, church, you've got an incredible blessing. Okay, church big C, all the churches out there, all the people that say we follow Jesus, we're God followers. How do we become able to bless others with the blessings that we've been given? Takes a little extra effort, doesn't it? But are you tracking with this concept? Salt, so that rot can be eliminated. Light, so that It says, right, a city set on a hill, right? Light is meant to give light. We're fascinated by light, right? The eclipse happened yesterday. I don't know if any of you saw that. Hopefully you Oh, you did. Yeah, we had a couple people that saw it. We didn't look right at it, right? But when we see something fascinating happen with light, like the moon go in front of the sun or the sun go in front of the moon or one of these eclipse kind of things that happens, it fascinates us, right? Because light is so interesting in our day. Today... It's dark out there. It's dark. And it's, it's fearful. And a lot of people are really fearful. And for many good reasons, right? As things come out, you turn on the news every day, and there's something new to, to be fearful of. And that's a hard reality to live in. 
But if God blesses us with something that we're meant to pass on to others, to be a light to everyone around us, okay? Remember, the availability of the kingdom of God, that's the gospel. That's the good news. Jesus said it. And that's what we are called to live. And I just think the best way to get beyond the incredible polarization that's happened, political polarization, the religious polarization, most of the churches that I work with are struggling because people in the midst of the pandemic didn't like maybe rules that were taking place. So then they could just go down the street to the church that didn't ask them to wear masks or didn't ask them to get vaccinations, right? Or they don't like the decisions that churches make about welcoming everybody. So then you go down the street and you find another church that doesn't welcome and does a better job judging them. This is the day we live in. That's not the gospel. That's not the good news. That's not the availability of the kingdom of God. So if you take anything away today, if someone says to you, what is the gospel? All you got to do is remember Mark 1.15. It's the availability of the kingdom of God. To who? Everybody. Everybody. That is such good news, right? I tell my friends this all the time. My friends that don't go to church. My friends that don't like God or who have left God, and my wife and I try to live that with these friends that are struggling in the world today. And I really believe that that's what it means to be salt and light. And one of the things I think we need to do is be a presence with those people that are around us who don't feel like they've been loved. They haven't been loved by people that name the name of Christ with friends they had that were Christians. They probably didn't ever receive love from a church they were in, or maybe they did until they didn't, or they were kicked out of some Christian religious university or something like that, and they never saw love. So we have opportunities every single day to love those around us. That's the good news. And I tell the story in many places, and I apologize because it's a little bit rough, but I have a friend who's an atheist, and because we've tried to be that kind of person in his life, him and his wife's life, he says to me, Michael, you know what? You're the only Christian that I know who's not an asshole. <laughs> I, I don't even think you can say that in church, so I apologize. So <laughs> strike that from the recording. It was <laughs> but I take that as one of the highest compliments from a friend who is far from God, but he goes, you know what? You're one of the few people, if anybody, would ever make me want to move toward God again. I think we need people like that, that look at our lives and go, it's not about these things you believe and the right things you teach. It's the love that you have. Jesus had that love. We have an opportunity to have that love. We've been blessed to be a blessing. Can we pray together? God, thanks for your example of what love is, and I don't know how we miss it so many times like we do in the Bible, in, uh, hopefully in, in people's lives around us who have blessed us and loved us in ways. But sometimes when we even don't have that, we're going to be challenged to be a blessing to those around us. And I ask you'd give us the ability to do that. May even here at Fairview Community, may those who, this is their church, may they find the love here to be able to pass that love on to others. We ask these things in your name. Amen.